0: I'm life and business coach, Samantha Siffring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas Podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everybody, and welcome, Amanda, to the podcast. Tell us more about who you are and what you do.
1: Thank you so much. So yeah, my name is Amanda Hess and I am a, I'm going to say I'm a self-love expert. I've had a constant change in what I've decided to name myself with respect to my business, but that one feels the most true for me right now. I think I've really sunk into that, that I think self-love is my jam. And so that is what I do. I teach other women how to love themselves more, love themselves through their life, love themselves through everything they do. I love that so much.
0: Okay. So you had a really interesting topic for us to talk about, which I think is so important to talk about around comparison and when you're really focused on comparing yourself to other people how that impacts your business. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that and what your experience has been there.
1: Yeah, you know, it is so interesting to me because I really have had that show up for me for my whole life. You know, that is something that has been a part of me for my whole life. And I think, you know, back to when I was in, high school and I was such an awkward geeky person. <laughs> it was a struggle it was really it was really tough. I was really severely bullied and and you know it's really interesting that I'm now 45 and that it's only I would say in this past year that I've really been able to start healing that for myself and how it shows up for me in different ways you know how I think it's done and then, being in a group of women and, and being in your mastermind and having these very, very successful women in this group, in this room, in this space, and really wanting to belong and wanting evidence of that belonging to just sort of confirm that for me, you know, having other people make it appropriate for me to be there making it making it feel comfortable for me and the reality is is of course that's not where it comes from belonging doesn't come from other people but like really deep down wanting that to happen and so you know being in that space and being in the mastermind and having some tough months where i wasn't meeting my goals and then using other people's experience to basically tell myself a story that what I was doing was not enough, that I wasn't figuring it out, that I was never going to get it. And just comparing, comparing, comparing in a way that just shut me down.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this happens like even outside of masterminds, just, you know, a lot of us have like business friends and peers, like people we certified with or met on Instagram or in Facebook groups or whatever. And there really can be so much around that, but isn't it funny? Like how you talked about high school. I'm like so much in the business world, just like triggers all the high school and middle school thoughts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny, you know, because you think back and I'm like, man, high school was a long long time ago. And yet the pain that I felt back then, it can move in so quickly and it cuts like it hurts, like it hurts just as bad now as it did then. And I think it's so interesting because we do do it to ourselves without even realizing that that's what we're doing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Cause I think if you would have like, asked everyone in the
0: mastermind for like their honest thoughts about you, they would all be like, we love her. She's amazing. Like, that's just like the vibe of the whole group is so much support and mutual love and respect. And when you don't like claim that for yourself or allow that for yourself, then it's like, it doesn't even matter what they're actually
1: saying. You're going to find evidence for I don't belong. 100%. I mean, I think it's so fascinating when I think back too, because now I feel like I totally belong and I feel completely comfortable. Um, but there was this time when even just, you know, what's so interesting is how it affects how you show up. Right. And it affects how you show up Everywhere, you know, not just in your business, but also in your personal life and also with your kids and also with all the things. And we become the more focused we become on that and the more that we're looking for evidence of not belonging and the more we find it, the less we are like, it's almost like we're not in our own body anymore. It's like we've taken a step outside of it and we're no longer participating in our life. At at least that's what it is for me. Yeah, I can
0: definitely see that. And I think it's interesting how it really impacts all areas. Um, I know for sure for me, I had a lot of stories um, like growing up and even as an adult around not having close friendships, people not liking me, not belonging all of that. Like I was for sure the kid who was having lunch in the bathroom in high school. It was like, not even the library, like not good enough for the library lunch. (laughs) I was doing the bathroom lunch (laughs) and now I'm like, that's disgusting. I would never eat food in a bathroom, but I had other thoughts happening in my mind than cleanliness, I guess. And it really it was something that carried through. I remember, like, as an adult being like, I don't have any real friends. Like, I don't have any real friendships and don't feel like I have any kind of belonging with anybody. And like, nobody sees the real me and like all kinds of stuff like that. And coaching is so helpful in this, like the first life coach I ever worked with. It was all on this stuff. It was all on friendships and my relationship with myself and self-love and all of that. And I don't think that I could have built my business without doing that work.
1: I a hundred percent agree. And you know, it's so funny. You talk about eating in the bathroom because I literally remember in grade 10 eating in the girl's locker room, because that was the only place that I felt safe. And nobody bothered me there. So I totally, it's so funny that we have that similar experience. Um, I think that, yeah, you have coaching is such a gift. And, and I think that I think back to before I had coaching and I really, I did therapy and I, I did all the things like I did all of it. And, none of it really just worked for me. I could never quite heal that part of myself. And I also think like the beautiful thing about coaching is you keep healing. Like it's never done. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're a chicken. You're not cooked. (laughs) Like you don't just go, Oh, I'm all done. Now I get to move along and go about my life. It, It doesn't look like that. And I think that coaching is such a gift because you learn that lesson you're always going to be growing. You're always going to have a constant iteration of yourself. It's always going to be this moving, breathing thing because you are a moving, moving, breathing person. So yeah. of course, like, of course, that's going to constantly be changing for you. And you're just going to recognize and see different parts of yourself that you're going to see differently. And coaching is so beautiful. And like, you know, with coaching with you, I think that one of the things that was so great for me was you gave me so much space to be able to see myself differently. And it took like, that didn't feel good. (laughs) Just so everybody knows, like that felt awful. And sometimes I would get off calls and be like, Samantha hates me. Everybody in the mastermind hates me. (laughs) I don't know what to do with myself right now. And it felt just super, super gross. But what was so great about that is it really put me in a position of, well, I have to like myself first. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to go back to the basics of what I know, which is I need to heal the relationship that I have with myself. And I need to look at how I'm showing up to everything. Mm -hmm. And if I look at how I'm showing up to everything and what I'm deciding I'm going to bring, no matter what, if I have belief that I'm a good person, if I have a belief that I'm a good coach, and you know, and then I'm a good friend and I'm a good wife and I'm a good mom, then I'm going to show up in that way. And I can always control that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That feels really good. Yeah. So, so good.
0: And I think that this is funny. The Samantha hates me and everyone else in the mastermind hates me because I also see like the flip side of me and my peers who will often be like our masterminds hate us all of our clients hate us and it's just like it's these old things it's not even like related to what's factually happening in the moment it is like that high school stuff or even like further back child issues that we had like messages that we took in as kids as we were growing up that our brain just offers. Now it's like, Hey, maybe this thought's applicable. Everyone hates you. You want to try that one on? And we're
1: like, yes, it's true. (laughs) Yes. I totally agree with you. I think that we try. I think it's interesting. Like one of the things that one of the biggest epiphanies I've had in this past year is that those thoughts will always be offered. They're never going to not be offered. It's just, it's like you have this buffet and you get to decide, you know, do you want Mm -hmm. the sardines or not? Yeah. Like you can take them and put them on your plate and think about how disgusting and awful they are. Maybe you like sardines and you don't think that at all, but I just don't have to pick them up. Like you don't have to put them on your plate. You don't have to eat them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I took this implicit bias training recently. And one of the things that they said is like, The first thought that pops into your mind is how you've been raised, how you've been like socialized to be, what has been given to you by somebody else. And then the second thought, and then the actions you take, that's all on you. That is who you really are. And that was in the DEI context, but I think so applicable with thought work too, which I I think it's all thought work. But I think with your relationship with yourself, it's the same, like your brain may offer up. Everyone hates you as the first thought. This is some programming that you've received along the way in your life. But the next thought that you have and how you show up and how you feel all of that, that is what coaching can influence. And coaching can also influence those programmed beliefs too. But I think the initial thing is that like awareness and that moment of choice that can start
1: to change who you are. Yeah. I think the awareness is so key because I think too many times we want to like race over it, like pretend it's not there. Oh no. I mean, that used to bother me, but it doesn't anymore. I hear that from my clients so often. Oh, but that's not a thing. And I'm like, oh no, let's go back here. Something's there. Yeah, it wouldn't
0: come up if it wasn't still there. I know I always try to like sell my coach on that as well. Like, no, 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 I worked through that. And she's like, no, not so much because it's actually coming
1: up again. (laughs) It's so true. And we all do it because we feel like that uncomfortable emotion that comes with admitting that this actually still is bothering us, that we actually still have a thought that's coming through or, or maybe even still a belief that this could be true. And to have to look at that is uncomfortable. And we don't want to be uncomfortable. And I know I don't want to be uncomfortable. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. But the only way that you can grow into that bigger version of yourself or into that new version, and for me, like growing into the kind of person that can be in a room where I mean, I was one of the lowest earners in our group, and just really being able to be in that room and show up for myself, I had to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I had to recognize, you know, that I feel like I don't belong. And that comes from me mm-hmm. and I can like own that for myself and understand that even though it does come from me and it makes, it still makes me feel the feelings that I'm having, like shame or, you know, whatever else I was feeling, like those feelings are still very real and I, I'm allowed to feel them and they're totally normal and it's completely okay. And I can also consider that other things could be true and that I can always control how I show up.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this, like being one of the lower earners because in any group there's going to be lower earners. And I think this could be really helpful for those people to hear and hear about your experience and hear about what you learned from that, how you responded to that, because what we can also talk about on here is then what you did in the last two months of the mastermind and how you completely changed how you, I don't know if it's thought about your business or approached your business, but certainly the results, changed really dramatically. So can you talk more about that?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, when I came in to the mastermind, I'd had a good month. Like I had had, I think I did seven or $8,000 that month when I came in and I thought, oh, well, you know, I've made it. And now I'm always going to do this amount of money and it's going to be easy and perfect. And it was so not. And a lot of the things that i thought were working turned out they weren't really working and and i think also what i thought was working wasn't really working it was just really interesting I and mean, i had this idea that i would come in and i don't know that i would get this blueprint of exactly what i was going to do to make this money and make my business work and that's not what that looked like at all because i had you know 4 months in a row where i was definitely not earning what I wanted to be earning and really not even close. And it was always interesting when we would do, you know, we would report our revenue and I would see, you know, girls in our group reporting like crazy numbers, like 20,000, 20,000 plus. Right. And then I am, you know, struggling to hit 2k for the month. And all the stories that I made up about that, you know, this isn't possible for me. I'm doing it wrong. Something's gone wrong. My business is broken. I should probably just quit. And (laughs) all of the things, um, what I would say is that I think my superpower is that I'm willing to just keep showing up. And, you know, I think also I'm really like willing I'm willing to get coached. Like I'm willing to like put all the messy garbage on the table and be like this is what's going on in my brain and I'm willing to get coached. I'm not going to say I was never resistant. I was sometimes very resistant to coaching and I was, you know, wanting to be confused and really like sitting in that place, but I think that I just kept believing that I could figure it out. Mm Hmm. And so, yes, the comparison did not help me, but I think the comparison showed me where I needed to work. Yeah, on my brain. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: think that really is the power of being in a group. It can be very triggering, and I think everybody has their time where they're triggered in a group, in one way or another. Like it's not always like if you're looking and you're like, oh, I'm, you know, one of the lower earners this month, I think there's a lot of different ways you can be triggered in a group and triggered for growth. Like it illuminates here is the area for growth. And I think it really just speeds up the process of identifying what are all the areas that need growth. And you were just there for it every time. Like You reported every time, even if you didn't want to, you showed up and got coached even when you were resistant, like you said, but like you kept working on it. And I really think that that's the difference, that willingness to just keep working at it. I think that separates the people who figure it out and the ones who don't.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, I think back to that time, like it was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just, I really never stopped believing that I was somehow going to figure it out. Like I didn't know what it looked like and I couldn't see it. And I really felt sometimes like really pissed off that nobody would just tell me how to do it. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I would if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And I think about my clients, and they say the same thing to me. Yeah. Well, like how? Yeah. it's you know, it's it isn't. It's a it's not a how. It's who, and it's like when you become that who, that's when you'll get there, and that's when it'll all come together. And it all it literally is like this magical thing when you finally really trust and believe that. No, it's what I think about myself, it's what I think about my business, it's what I think about my clients. It's what I it's what I think. Mm-hmm. You know that whole thing I learned in certification? Yeah, <laughs> the whole true. premise of coaching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned that it was true and I think that it's such a gift and it felt so bad. Like it felt so awful. <laughs> Yeah. And I really remember too, like, I don't know if you remember this, but like you coaching me and I think it was in December my husband had been laid off again Mm -hmm. and it had been the second time he'd been laid off and he'd barely worked in 2020 with like COVID and everything else. And I was just like panicked. Like I just went into full blown panic mode. You just really talked me off that ledge of like being able to look at my money with a you know, with logic and understanding that there was no panic and that I didn't need to panic. And I think I still was panicking, which is why I had some of the results that I had. But once I pulled out of panic, it all came together. Yeah. I think it's such a funny
0: and not funny kind of situation where it's like, you have this thought I need to make money. You're feeling so panicked about money but it's so repellent to clients and like the actions that you take from panic are so strange and not attractive to anybody. It's, it's funny to see it in yourself in retrospect. It's really sad that it is this way that it can't just be like, well, I need money. So then whatever I do just creates it. It's like, no, I have to find that place of, sufficiency of love for my clients of service of belief in myself and what I'm doing like you really have to get out of that like fight or flight elevated mental state and emotional state to be able to make money and then it's just so much easier when you're like relaxed and enjoying it
1: and I feel like that was a lot of your experience Yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know, the funniest thing is like, I think about how I'm currently coaching my clients and a lot of times I will ask them, you know, how can you love yourself through this experience? And I think about my business and I'm like, yeah, but that's what it is. You know, if I just love myself through my business, like if I decide to love my business and I decide to love myself and I decide to love my mastermind and I decide to love my coach how I'm able to show up is so different and it's so attractive because Mm -hmm. I don't need anything from anybody. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like that is the answer. And on top of all of that, how I feel is so open and expansive and, relaxed and like being able to relax it's like when somebody says to you like your husband like you need to relax yeah doesn't <laughs> <Right>? work <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to relax you're like i'm going to punch you in the nose but i think that that's just it is that I really finally was able to understand how to do that. And I had to fail at that a lot. Like, I think Mm -hmm. we sometimes think we'll fail with our actions. And I'm like, no, you don't just fail with your actions. You fail with all of it. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And like
0: the actions could be so right. And not work when the thoughts and the feelings fueling the actions are not what they need to be.
1: Yeah. Because the way you do them is going to be completely different, right? Yeah. I just, you know, you can be told that a million times, but I think you have to really experience it to understand it.
0: Yeah. I think so too. It's like the difference of being on a discovery call And being desperate and needy and panicked about money and focused on yourself and what this other person thinks and trying to get them to be a yes or super unattached to the outcome, just there to serve them really secure in yourself, secure in your business, trusting
1: yourself and your business, like such a different vibe, such a different vibe. And, you know, I was thinking, I can't remember who said in our group that my clients need me more than I need them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it. Like when you believe that that's true and when you like really believe that for yourself, that's when everything shifts because then you show up in service Mm -hmm. and when you show up in service, people are there for that. They want that. And Also, it feels really good on your end because it feels very controllable. You know, and I even think about that when we were talking earlier about belonging, because I think that where belonging becomes a problem is when you want everybody to make you belong. And instead, it's like, just, I don't need you to make me belong. I just know that I do because I belong to the people that are supposed to be around me the end. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's all the same. Like it's all the same work. It is.
0: <laughs> oh. it is. It could be like personal life, business, friendships, marriage. Like it's all the same
1: principles and work. Yeah. Which is so fun, right? Because then I just think of it from the standpoint of like, I think so many of us want to be in control. And I think as entrepreneurs, we tend to be the type of people that like to take control. Otherwise you wouldn't choose this particular yep. choice. Yes. <laughs>
0: this
1: a and special
0: choice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this very beautiful adventure that we get to go on. And it's so cool and amazing to know that you can actually always be in control. Mm-hmm. It's just that you can't control everybody and everything else. Yep. Just yourself. Yeah. <laughs> It
0: is funny to think about. I think that we think the control we want is of other people, but when we are in control of ourselves, everything just works so much better, right? It's like magic. It it really is. It really is. (laughs) So tell me about the magic of your business in the past two months. People have heard kind of that before. And then
1: some of the work that you did, what happened after? Yeah. So you and I had a call and you had set a goal. You, you and I had set a goal together that I was going to sign five clients in a month. And that felt very impossible and very far away. And I just really wasn't so much focused on the end result, but that I could do it, you know, just the belief that it was possible and just staying in that commitment to this is my goal. I'm going to stay committed to this goal to the very end. This is a hundred percent possible. I'm just going to keep showing up in service. I'm going to start connecting with people. I'm going to go back to what I know works meeting people, talking to people, having conversations, serving my clients, really thinking about how I can serve them better. How can I help them more? How can I make their experience even better? And it just all came together. You know, I just had consults that went really, really well, where I was very connected, where I wasn't in need. I wasn't graspy. I didn't need it. And so therefore I could show up and just be in service and really also just like be very aware and very in my body for every part of it. And in doing that, you know, I had just under a $13,000 month last month, like in March, and then I've done $13,000 this month. And that feels incredible to know that I could set a goal and achieve it. And I could redo it again the month after.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. Once you hit a goal to do it again and to really build up your belief that I am the one who creates all
1: of this. And this is just what I do. Yeah. And I'm not panicked about it. You know, when I don't, have a consult on the books, I'm not freaking out. Like I do have this underlying belief that another consult is coming and they keep coming. they just keep showing up. Like all of a sudden I get an email, like there's a consult booked and, and then I'm excited about it too, you know, and, and I have a really good process that I like walking into consults and I make sure my mind is super clean before I walk into a call and I'm really good at doing evaluations after my consults now, because it's so valuable what I learn from myself in doing that. Like I learn a lot every single time. And so then every single consult gets that much better. Yeah. Which is so great. And you know what? My business is so fun. And I'm also noticing that more and more of my clients that are coming through my door are, you know, my ideal client are the people that, you know, I definitely want to help. Not that I don't want to help everybody. Of course I do, but it's just everything about my messaging resonates with why they're coming through and they're booking a call with me. And that is really, really cool. I love it. So what advice would you have for somebody who is
0: struggling in their business?
1: I think the first thing is to really focus on your belief in what's possible for you. You know, I think set a goal and then work on your belief for that goal, because the reality is, is most of us really kind of do know what to do, <laughs> you
0: know, yeah. it's sort of like you wanted loss. the blueprint and I'm like, no, you really don't.
1: but just like keeping it simple, right? Like, I think if I were to say, like, I remember when you and I coached, like back when things were like, it felt like the world was on fire and everything was burning and Mm -hmm. I was like crying and you had said, you know, just go back to connecting with people and just like, go back to that slow stream of marketing and just really focus on your connection with people. And I have to say that, that alone, you can build so much momentum with that. And that's actually all that's required. You don't need to do anything else. Yep. Don't let your brain take you on this merry adventure where you need a website and you need to have perfect social media and you need to have, you know, all of these different things. You don't need them. What you need to do is you need to work on your belief in you and your coaching and what you bring, and then you need to go and talk to people and you need to start sharing your offer. And when you do that, you'll eventually figure it out and it might be quicker than you think.
0: Hmm. I totally agree. I built my business very much on that connection and slow stream. And I totally believe like you could totally book up. Whatever kind of business you have, you can
1: get yourself fully booked just by that. I totally agree with you and I think we like to try. I think all it is is like wanting to find the, the fast, easy way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that is the fastest, easiest way. It is and it's the cheapest because it doesn't cost yeah. anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I think about I don't spend a lot of money in my business. I feel very blessed you know, I haven't invested all tons and tons of money into all of these different things. I haven't had to. And so then when I get paid, like that's almost all pure profit. Yes. And I think that
0: this is something that a lot of people don't talk about in the online space. And my business has always been very similar. I've always been really intentional about what I invest in. And it has pretty much just been coaching. Like there's been a couple other things. Like I do have a website and there's some like small costs associated with keeping a website live, but my biggest expense even now is coaching. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I think coaching is everything. So yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think even when you are scaling and are investing in ads and, you know, whatever else, even with that, like I always keep my goal to have 50% profit margin. And I kind of use that as my guide. And that's so unusual in business. I think so many people are out there spending just as much on the launch as they made in the launch. And the reason that I love teaching the slow stream and I love teaching organic marketing and selling through connection and all of that is because you can then make so much more, you can have such a higher profit margin, which sets you to do up so well, like in
1: every way. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that you can also get really bogged down. I mean, I've done a lot of different programs over the years. Like it's not like business is new to me. Coaching is fairly like I only started coaching in May of last year, but before that I was a stylist and an image consultant. So, I mean, I have done lots of different things and I just think that the style of coaching you do, the style of coaching that I do, the style of coaching that, you know, I like is all from my, if you fix what's going on in your brain, you can figure the rest out. Yeah. (laughs) It is really the truth. Like fix what's
0: going on in your brain and like, go talk to some people about what you do. You'll make money.
1: You totally will. And your brain's going to tell you you're not too. So like, just expect, expect that. (laughs) Totally. Your brain's going to be like, it's on fire. Everybody's burning. This isn't working. This is terrible. But I do really see the power of that belief because the It's just the energy that you bring is completely different and also your willingness to try things and like, let them fail is different. Yeah.
0: Cause that is such an important part of it that I don't feel like a lot of people really talk about. And I try to bring that stuff to the surface. Like failure is part of the recipe for success. Nobody successful out there that you see hasn't failed a lot. Like they have failed more times than they've succeeded. You just don't see that because we don't parade around our failures. Like that doesn't make sense, (laughs) but they're there. (laughs) So I think it's just important to like call attention to that every once in a while. Like it's not a problem when you fail, it's part of it.
1: Yeah, I really believe that that's how we're raised. Like, that's what we're raised to believe that you shouldn't fail, right? I mean, that's how school is set up. Don't fail a test. That means you're a failure. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking at failing a test like, oh, this is such great feedback. Obviously, you didn't understand the subject matter. Let's go back in and make Mm -hmm. sure that you understand, which is really what it should be. Yeah. It's funny, like, thinking about the school dynamic where, like,
0: I feel like the mentality is you fail a test and that is on you, that is something bad that you've done. And like, you've done the teacher wrong, the teacher's mad at you. When really, like when I think about it logically, I'm like, if a student has failed a test, the teacher has not done their job, (laughs) right? That's what I think too. Why don't we think about it that way when we're in school? Why don't we think about it that way, like as parents? And it is interesting, like not to get into like the modern school system too deeply, but at least here in the U S like standardized tests are such a measure of how the teachers are doing. But then like the student is penalized for their tests in class. It's just odd. None of it is logical, but what's
1: new. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking for logic in the world, you're not going to find it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do not look at any public policies or
1: decisions being
0: made
1: (laughs) on a large scale. It does not exist. You know, I do think it's funny though. I completely agree. And I even find that like, I'm, you know, we're programmed to believe that. And I see that in my parenting sometimes, like, you know, my kids are 14 and 10. And so, you know, seeing like percentages on tests and stuff like that is something that I see now and really having to, um, Notice when my brain is showing up with that mentality, like, oh my gosh, my son failed a test. Time to freak out. Yeah, I have to really look at that and recognize like that's not even true. and nothing about what my brain is offering me right now is actually useful in this particular scenario.-hmm, so true. Oh my gosh, this comes up
0: in parenting so much. Mm-hmm. My oldest is 11. so we're like in the prime time of like issues. Just like things, problems, (laughs) puberty. Yeah. (laughs) Friend drama and all kinds of dramas, really. (laughs) And um, it's really interesting finding myself reacting to it and having thoughts about it and making it mean so much. And then realizing, like, this is exactly how it's supposed to happen. Like, this is his time to fail in as many ways as possible. So he can learn as much as possible right now and go into adulthood already having learned all of this. Yeah. And
1: don't you think it's such a gift though, that you have that perspective? I don't always,
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is the after coaching perspective, but yes, it is a
1: gift that eventually I get there. (laughs) I don't think any of us always do. And I think we do go back to our like route response. And especially mm-hmm. because if you know, your parents, like my parents were very authoritative, and yeah. I was an A student, and it was expected that I'd be an A student, and it was expected that I go to university right after high school, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I hear my dad come out of my mouth for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think where the gold is, is like the recognition and the ability to have that awareness and go back and have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's such a gift because I don't know about you, but I just know about my own upbringing. That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, absolutely. I know I can for sure think of examples, but I don't need to be disparaging (laughs) people on my podcast (laughs) episodes, but yes, I'm in agreement. And I think we model who we want our kids to be when we're willing to have those conversations.
1: I think what's so great is like really noticing that we get to we get to create the life we want to have and we get to create the parent we want to be. And we get to create the business we want to have. And all of that is at our disposal. And I think the biggest part of that is like not beating yourself up all the way through it. Yep. And like, you know, kind of coming back to what you had said to me, I mean, about what I would say to somebody starting their own business, like put the beating stick away. Yeah. You don't need to beat yourself up. It's fine. Nothing has gone wrong. If you haven't made money and you've invested a bunch of money, nothing has gone wrong. It's completely fine. You will figure this out. Just keep on believing.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love like just having seen you through that whole process, seeing you in the place where you were telling yourself, keep on believing and now seeing what you've created. It's just so fun to see both sides of that. Like, I think our brains, when they hear the keep believing message want to be like, well, that's delusional. Surely there's some point where you would quit like those types of things. Like sometimes people ask me like, when do you know that it just isn't meant for you? And I just love that you were like, no, I'm just going to keep going until I have created it. And that's that. And then you have, and it's just so
1: inspiring to see that. Thank you so much. You know what? I think that sometimes that belief is like a hair. There's a hair holding you to that belief. It It is is so thin and flimsy and barely there. You're (laughs) holding very tightly to that hair. (laughs) Yeah. And I think really just, I think what's great too, about when you're in that space and investing in coaching is that you need somebody who will not so much be in your corner, but be able to show you the whole picture. And if you try to do that with your friends and family, it's going to be a lot harder because they're not going to see that big picture and coaches You know, a good coach like yourself, like they're going to see it and they're going to keep showing it to you. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you're just, you're like focused in on this little piece and like you need to look at the whole picture. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So true. All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to share that you didn't yet?
1: I don't really think so. I mean, I guess the only thing I would say is that. The more that you can love yourself through it, the easier it's going to be. Yeah. And it's not about all the actions like, yes, for sure. Like get the information, make sure that you're doing things that are going to be bringing your business forwards, but it's really, and truly all going to come together the way exactly it's supposed to. And if you can trust in that, you're going to save yourself a lot of pain. Yeah, I agree so much. Okay,
0: so if people want to do this work with you, I feel like you will help them learn to put the beating stick down <laughs> and love themselves through the process. So, for those who are hearing this and like, that
1: is what I need, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at coachamanda.hess. And you can also find my podcast, how to love yourself, no matter what, where I literally just talk about this kind of thing all day long. So those are the two best ways to find me and you're going to be able to connect with me. And then, you know, if you want to talk to me, just reach out. I love having conversations with people about this. It's my jam. I could talk about it all day. I love it. So good. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast.
0: If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O dot com.